0: Hello, Graham Norton here on the Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose for another podcast. Let's get cracking, shall we? Tamsin Outhwaite is in the 40th anniversary production of Noises Off and she joins me to tell us all about it. Show chef Martha has a Japanese sweet treat for us. Thank you very much. And Maria McCurlin is here. We'll be putting our heads together to answer your dilemmas in Graham's Guide. Let's go ask to our Madonna correspondent
1: now. Call me Madonna, please, (laughs) this morning. Thank you. I'm changing my name. Mazadonna. Mazadonna, that's right. Now, what a lovely evening it was, and I'm so relieved to tell you. Well, I don't know if you've spoken because I wasn't really listening to you, but sorry, um, it was great. She was great.
0: Yeah, really, really good.
1: I thought, um, you know, she talked about her illness, um, and there's lots of people, you know, with theories about that, but about nearly dying, basically, and I think she sort of come... There was a lot of humility about her last night. I mean, also, she did have a little problem with the sound for a little while so had to fill and so did Bob who was the Bob the drag queen Bob the drag queen that's right um, who was brilliant um, but I just uh, you know she is the soundtrack to mine and your lives yeah, and all our lives she's the sa- same age as me there was a lot more armography n- than yeah, normal she sensible d- she doesn't do those squat jump squat jumps you know that she did for. Her. why would you no exactly and like me she's rocking the trend of wearing a knee brace it,
0: it, who knew you were so Ahead trend. of the game. Yeah.
1: But I am going to change it to Madonna's because it's black. Hers was black and mine is more sportif.
0: Yes, yours has cutouts, which <laughs> is also very sexy.
1: <laughs> but no, <laughs> let's get back to her. I felt that she was reflective. The show was slick. Terrific staging. Wouldn't oh. you agree? Oh, staging is so,
0: so a uh, good because you've got to i don't know you gotta, because it's a huge undertaking to come up with a two-hour show oh
1: my goodness but they
0: it's so inventive they do really clever things um,
1: i have to give a shout out to the dancers who are a all gorgeous and b so uh, bendy. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, bendy. That's, well, really, yeah. you know, that's my one word. Yeah. Bendy dancers um, in very few clothes. Uh, what's not to like? Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, but also there are, So I was saying earlier, there are some
1: weirdly moving moments. You and I were both crying. Oh, sobby, sobby. Yeah, sobbing. Well, can we say she does a thing? She does Holiday, which is such an upbeat. And then because it was the beginning of the AIDS crisis and one of the dancers at the end of Holiday just sort of drops down. Oh, I'm getting welding up. And she covers him over. And then we get a big montage of... People who you know with massive photographs of people who died—some friends, some normal people, some famous people—and then the little photos get tinier and tinier, but they get more and more and more. Yeah. It's it's just you know the, what it is. It's it is exactly what it says on the tin. It's the sort of biography of her life. Yeah,
0: it's her career, but it's also her career and kind of you know the the those big moments that have that she's touched and have touched her. They come into it, and you know I love that she I because I think some. Particularly Madonna, actually, she's always about the next thing. She's always about kind of you know, now I'm going to reinvent myself, and now I'm going to make a new sound, and I'm going to be different, and mm. uh, I'm going to work with the youngest new producer, and it's going to be da 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 da. And so I think it's great that she's taken this moment to to kind of to look back and kind of go. I did that mm. and 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 own all the the looks and the sounds and the eras that she's been involved in and you think- looked around the audience and I love that when someone's uh, when an artist has been around for as long as she has cuz the the audience I mean there a lot of them are our age, but then there were younger people and older people. It was just great.
1: And the audience, delight and joy at seeing her again. I mean, the atmosphere was really electric. People talk about that, but yeah. all those people in the O2 just sort of delighting her. And because I think she has been, she was very poorly, so she cancelled the first leg of this tour, yeah, yeah. there is a, a need for her to, and what I really liked, especially to, you know, to look back and to about her life and what she's achieved, was that, you know, Beyonce and Blue Ivy that goes on stage, Eat Your Heart Out, because she had every one of her children on stage. She had Lourdes on, marking the dancing, didn't she, at some point? And then she had Mercy, who played the most brilliant piano solo. I know. Uh, And her twins... Stella and Esther I think one of them plays DJ and one of them is dancer. I mean it was the Von Trapps really on apparently Rocco was there too but I didn't see him and David Bander her son he's in it he's in it and he's a brilliant dancer so was Rocco there did we not know this apparently according to the papers and on the radio this morning all of her children were there but I don't know if Rocco was involved in in the process was, of,
0: he, wearing a, was he wearing a wig on I don't, stage we, we missed him yeah but, I mean yeah
1: but um, that he, he's was he's going to
0: be annoyed if he was on
1: stage, nobody and the favorite them. bit. The oh, favorite, she has a favorite bit of the favorite bit, of course. Ev- the the dance has come on as every incarnation of oh, Madonna so through cool. the ages. So we get the conical bra, we get her kind of country, country. Do you remember she does sort of country lady yeah, look yeah, for yeah. a while? Yeah, 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 and um, raunchy. And uh, I just I was blown away. Raves, raves, Virgin Radio. Now, this is a little tricky, so beware, people listening. Um, it's triggering. Dear Graham and Maria, when I was a teenager, my father passed away, and following this, my elder siblings subjected me to both physical and verbal abuse, centering on my emerging sexuality and my physique. This persisted for years until I found some peace by moving to university. Recovering from five years of relentless bullying was a protracted journey, but eventually in my 20s, I met my perfect husband and together we forged a happy life. Yet an ominous cloud loomed over this happiness in the form of the increasing toxic behaviour from my mum. She became more domineering and critical of our lives. Though we occasionally confronted her behaviour, we often swallowed our words considering her advancing years. Last Christmas, she secretly invited one of my abusive siblings to her home during the holidays. We had a long-standing agreement that she would tell me if my siblings were visiting so I could avoid them, a pact that had successfully shielded me from them for nearly three decades. When I unexpectedly encountered one of my siblings at hers, it triggered a flood of traumatic memories that left me physically ill on the drive home. After days spent in bed, I discussed this with my mother, who claimed she had intended to orchestrate a reconciliation. I emphasise to her that an abuser and their victim should never be placed in the same room without the victim's consent. Now I'm at a crossroads, torn between severing ties with my mother due to her toxicity and betrayal of trust or enduring this connection in consideration to her advanced age. The question I grapple with is whether I should prioritise my mental well-being and end the connection or carry the burden of this strained relationship for her sake. Your insights and advice on this matter would be greatly appreciated, and that is from Tom in Edinburgh. Well, Tom in Edinburgh, I'm sorry for all of this. This is clearly a massive thing in your life, and I would say to you, just first and foremost, prioritize your mental well-being. That has to be your number one concern. Whether or not your mum being in your life is would is going to contribute to your mental well-being because I don't think you want to sever ties with her, however toxic she is. She is your mum. She is getting old. She won't be here forever. But with regard to your siblings, I mean, you've clearly done a lot of work on this, Tom. Maybe a little more therapy about... Because you don't want to carry this around with you forever. That's my feeling about this. You want to be rid of it. You don't have to see your siblings anymore, and that's fine. Your mum, yes, but I feel you need to have some process in your life where that allows you to let this go. You're happy now, they can't hurt you, you've got found a lovely husband, but it's it's still affecting your life and that shouldn't be happening. Uh, Graham, what do you think?
0: Well you know I clearly you know you your mother, you're saying, oh, my mother, betrayal of trust. And all I and I get that, Tom. I think this is a woman who later in life is now struggling with a lot of guilt.
1: Yes. <clears throat> because she
0: knows how upset and traumatic, tra- traumatic your childhood was. She allowed and, it. And she was the parent who was, you know, supposedly in charge at that time. So this happened on her watch. So I can see why... For whatever, you know, muddled up thinking, uh, she thought, I, I'll try and broker some sort of reconciliation here between my children. And, you know, it didn't work. I, well, also, my worry, that was
1: foolish of her not no, no, to it tell was, Tom. Of course, it was I mean, incredibly you know, stupid. It was thinking. really
0: stupid, but she knew that Tom wouldn't agree. Yeah. So she thought, oh, if I do this. It was stupid. I'll shock but, but him I can, into it. Yeah, but I can see why she thought mm. it was a good idea. But, Tom, I just think, if you cut all ties with your mother, that just becomes another bit of trauma. Another... I just think you need to, in a way, own your relationship with your mother and give her as much as you want to give her. You know, so, you know, kind of keep her at arm's length, but don't sever the relationship.
1: No, I think that's going to affect you in a bad way. And I think you're in a precarious position, Tom, at the moment, where you're struggling with all this. And it's good that you've identified it all. But I really feel a little bit more work might be needed to move forward because these little scenarios are stopping you. Your mum won't be here forever, so... For all her toxic behaviour and trickery, uh, maybe not forgive her, but just tolerate her for now. But you need to go back and revisit this past trauma so that it doesn't affect your relationship with your lovely husband. Yeah. You're still young. You, you've got time to work through it and get rid of it. And also, you know, you know your mother.
0: So don't expect anything from her Mm. don't expect she's suddenly going to become a better person don't expect she's suddenly going to go oh I love your husband I love the life you're living Um, of course I I take full responsibility for what happened in your childhood
1: none of that's going to happen that's sort of what Tom wants isn't it but but it's not going to happen
0: so she's going to remain a kind of a slightly toxic figure in your life But you know that. So don't be disappointed and don't be upset by it because that is the woman she is. She's
1: carrying all that around with her and that's made her quite toxic and bitter. You don't want to be like that, Tom. You want to enjoy your life and be free of all of this. Bad stuff happened to you when you were young. Don't let it color your whole life
0: da responses part one and our favorite responders today are going to be getting japan menu slow cooked beef with chili miso <gasps> oh that sounds good doesn't it mm, courtesy of waitress thank you very much uh, interesting on this because a lot of people have been in the situation and I, th- I guess the thing is if you have You know, a good relationship with your mother, and you know how lovely it is having your mother in your life, you can't quite get your head around. How awful it must be to have a mother like this. So listen up. Here we go. Uh, Connors in Belfast. My advice to Tom is that no relationship is worth your health, even family ones. I wrote to Graham's Guide when I was 22, more, more years ago than I would like, about my toxic evangelical father. I cut ties and I've never been happier. Your friends are the family you choose. And I hope you surround yourself with people who love you for you. Dearest Tom. Having a toxic mother and suffering mental health as a result, I can only say from my experience, removing her from my life has been a weight off my shoulders and a stress out of my life. No contact for a decade and no intentions of ever changing so. To do so would just bring all those toxic aspects back into my life. You said, don't expect anything from her. That basically saying, accept her faults, however they hurt you. No, cut out. Move on and enjoy life. And that's from Jack in Essex. And L in Suffolk says Tom has to feel he is in control. And my suggestion is that he's under no obligation to keep in touch with his mother, but I feel if he wants to, empowering is in the decision he makes. I hope he has had some counselling. After a difficult and abusive relationship with a mother I adored, I finally severed ties with her 25 years ago. It was very difficult, but allowed me to move forward with my life. I didn't want to deal with her anymore. Good luck, Tom. Isn't that fascinating? I mean, it's my heart breaks for all these people, but it's so sad. But, you know, if this decision is working for them, then, yeah, that's the way forward. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll give the Japan menu Stoke cooked beef with chimiso to Jack in Essex. Dear
1: Graham and Maria, we're not really about dogs. I walk my dog in the local park at pretty much the same time every day. And every time I see the same gentleman walking his dog... <laughs> Our dogs always get a good sniff of each other and play. So, inevitably, we've had dog parent general chit-chats. These are short talks. He makes me laugh Is the same age and has dropped a hint that he is single. I'd love to know what that hint was. At the end of last year... My house is filthy. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, guess what? I'm single. At the end of last year, I came out of a long-term relationship of 18 years. It was an amicable breakup, but of course it was heartbreaking and a big change. I've been longing for the companionship of a partner, but the idea of dating apps as someone in their 50s is quite daunting to me. My friends have tried to set me up with some mutual friends of theirs, but I've struggled to find common ground other than we're a similar age and that we have the same friend. I worry that I might come off of desperate or too much, but I was wondering how I could approach this dog walk and ask for his contact number. He is quite good looking, exclamation mark, and that is from Janet in Coventry. Janet in Coventry, you are adorable. Can I just say to you, Janet in Coventry, life is short. You like this man, he makes you laugh, you see him every day. Your dogs have got the right idea. They've had a little sniff around of each other and then they've played. And I think that's exactly what you need to do, Janet in Coventry. I just want to say to you, don't go in all guns blazing, asking for his contact number. Just go in and say, you know, um, you fancy a coffee today? You know, I've got some time to kill before. Blah, blah, blah. Do you feel like a coffee? Then you sit down and you have a coffee with him. And then the next time you say, oh, I've just got a brilliant film that somebody has loaned me. That Would you yeah, like to yeah. come around and see it? Or,
0: well, no, I think steady on the Too coming round to see it. I, I think you find, uh, oh, do you know that place is dog friendly? Uh, do You know, do you fancy having lunch there one day or something? You know, just... You keep the dog thing going. Yes, okay. And then So I was too yeah. too, too with the I, film. So yeah, suddenly, much suddenly with the film. you were on a sofa just, with it. So just
1: him. play the film in the park. Yeah, yeah. Say, just, I put, got a this up, film. put
0: a sheet up. Put a sheet up, hang up between some trees and wait for the sun to set. I mean, you know, the, the days are getting shorter. So, yeah.
1: the, the nights are drawing yeah. in, as they say. But really, um, you know, this is great because you like him, your dogs like each other. This is yeah. how kind of friendships start. And don't think of it in terms of relationships yet, Janet, because because it's a friendship and it may go somewhere and it may, go, may not. And I know you've lost your confidence because after being in a long-term relationship I mean, for 18, 18 years, it's a long time and you feel hopeless afterwards. But the thing is, get back on the pony and take it easy. And he's not going to say, no, please do not bother me ever again. When you say, Can you, do you want to fancy a coffee today? That's yeah. the kind of way forward.
0: And also, if you do want his number, you know where it is around his dog's neck.
1: (gasps) Oh, Graham, you... You get
0: down there. Yeah. (laughs) Have a bit of a rummage. You've clearly (laughs) played this game
1: before. Just saying, if you want to call (laughs) him. Or the other thing is, of course, you could... Kidnap his dog. No, Maria. No, no, I know. I'm just, of course, no. I'm going further well, for with for five it.
0: minutes while you get the number, but then give it back.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I we... have your dog. Unless you come round and take me for dinner, you'll never see him again.
0: <laughs> um, oh, bless Janet. I, I I, agree with Maria. I just think, you know, life's too short. And you're, you're kind of, a, this isn't a... a Too much of a stretch, I think, to just kind of go, particularly because of the dogs, you kind of go, oh, it's such a nice day. You know, you can sit outside that Mm. other cafe. Do you you fancy grabbing a cup of coffee? That's it. You see,
1: the way you've said it to me there, Graham, I'm immediately coming after you. But I think Janet's pinning too much to it at the moment. So step back on it, Janet. You know, it's a casual whataboutery.
0: They've just introduced a new gourmet menu in that pub that allow dogs. Would you fancy trying it? You know, it's it's easy. Yeah. It's easy, Janet. Yeah. You've done it before. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how you met your husband?
0: Yeah. Yes, cold water swimming in a in a pond, <laughs> retrieving my dog. You yeah. <laughs> yeah, try that bit of cold water swimming.
1: Yeah. He sounds, you know, somebody who makes you laugh after eighteen years of being in a relationship and feeling a bit rubbish about yourself. This is a good thing. And the dogs get on. And I long to know what the drop the hint that he's single is. <laughs> what can somebody say? Dropping a hint that I'm single. <gasps> I'm so lonely. Oh. My All my
0: fingers are so cold with no rings on them. <laughs> rings. Rings keep you
1: very, very warm. Yeah.
0: I, ow, ow. I haven't
1: eaten for days. I don't know how to make the
0: cooker work. <laughs> Since every woman in my life left me. Uh, uh, anyway, good luck. Good luck Let us to... know how
1: you get on, Janet. I oh. might buy a ha- hat for your wedding.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, and little tiny hats for the dogs. Oh,
1: lovely. <laughs> they can carry the rings for the Oh, you put necks. a cushion in their mouth, oh. <laughs>
0: um, Shut up now. Yes, um, I, I'm not sure there's any advice to give Janet really because you know what to do, Janet. Yeah, you I d- think
1: Janet. Everyone will be behind you, Janet. Just think, all the Virgin Radio listeners will be there with you when you say, "Fancy a coffee?"
0: And everyone will go thumbs up.
1: Yeah, yeah yay! That? Yeah, Heart Janet. Emoji, aubergine emoji. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What does that mean?
0: I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I I believe vegetarian lunch. Oh, okay. Okay. The responses part two. And again, my favourite responders will be getting that Japan menu. Slow cooked beef with chilli miso. Mm. Hi, Graham and Maria. Janet sounds utterly lovely. And I so hope this segment has given her the confidence to suggest doing something. Uh, men, we are simple creatures He wouldn't have hinted if he was single If he hadn't wanted you to know There is nothing to lose in taking the lead Agree with Graham that a movie night not, Might not be the best option for a first date But Janet should definitely watch the utterly charming 23 walks with Alison Steadman To see how two friendships on a dog walk Can offer mu- much more beyond Good luck, Stuart Needs. It's already a film, ladies and gentlemen It's been made into a film with Alison Stedman Okay I'm a dog owner Worcester two-year-old Sprocker. Hello. And have a useful trick that works all the time. Oh, Mark in Bristol. You've turned your dog into a player. Uh, Set up an Instagram account for your dog and ask your friend to follow your dog. You can then follow him from your Instagram account. Good luck. Oh, Mark is dark and... It was so... It was happy and lovely a minute ago. It was a movie. Now, now it's some weird catfishy thing. Uh, <laughs> why don't you just make time for a coffee or even a quick snack and ask politely if he would care to if you would if he would care to join you, maybe he is not sure if you like him more than a dog walking friend anyway. Then explain that you were in a long term relationship and that you no longer know the dating rituals. If this man is keen, and I think he is, he will jump at the chance to be with someone as nice as you seem to be. Just people like and courteous. Best of luck. That's with Billy and Dundee. Yeah, I wouldn't wang on about the long term relationship uh, early doors. I think. Focus on the dogs. He can find out about the 18 year thing. <laughs> maybe date two. We met dog walking in 2017 and got married last year. Ah, it's easy. Uh, You have common ground. You both love dogs. And trust me, if he was married, he would tell you. When we're out walking solo, we slip it into the conversation so people know we're off the market. Suggest a slightly longer walk. Grab a cup of coffee somewhere and let things develop. But don't not do it. Aw, oh, isn't that nice? Uh, love from Peter, Laura, Duffy and Miles uh, from Whitechapel. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Oh, wow. Regular correspondents, we didn't know. How did How did this information not reach us? Well, it's, oh, well, listen, uh, it's a no-brainer that the Japan menu slow-cooked beef with chilli miso is going to Peter and Lara. Duffy and Miles wouldn't like it. That's all I'm saying. But Laura and Peter, yeah, you'd love it. Have it, have it, have it. The Graham Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. Food to feel good about. Virgin Radio. I'm joined by (laughs) Tamsin Oathway. Hello. (laughs) Hello,
2: Graham. I mean, I
0: thought it was sunny and now it's sunnier still. It's like there was a cloud and now it's gone. You're in the studio. (laughs) Stop. Uh, How are you? I'm really well, thank you. And listen, thanks for coming in for Sunday because you are working so hard. Yes. Uh, Noises off in the West End. I mean, it's the 40th anniversary so you feel like everyone must have seen it, but um, but literally thousands of people haven't. No. So if people have never seen noises off, how the hell do you describe it to people?
2: So it's it's a play within a play, and. Personally, I think to start with the fact that we're on stage and to hear rolling laughter for two hours is the most wonderful feeling. And you think, you know, there must be an audience that don't find it funny. There never is. They <laughs> absolutely love it. Well, and you're, in these you setting time, a challenge now. No, have, I know. I'll show her. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a play within a play, so it's about a troupe of actors that are touring. And they're doing... It's probably quite a low-rent tour, maybe. And um, there's a director trying to keep everybody in check. And it's basically... It's a pastiche of the old um, farces, so the Ray Cooney farce. So that's the kind of thing they're doing, the play. It's called Nothing On. (laughs) And then we are the actors performing Nothing On. So the first half, you see us rehearsing Nothing On. The second half is from the backstage. So the, the whole set turns around and you see... what goes on backstage and the third half is at the very end of the tour the last leg of the tour and the difference and what happens and it's it for actors it's one of those things that when you say oh I'm, I'm doing noises off they go oh it's my favorite play or I've always wanted to do that because it's about actors you kind of get where they are and what they're trying to achieve and what they don't achieve and I it it, as it was written 40 years ago, um, Michael Frane came on stage on our opening night, and oh, he wow. took a bow, 90-year-old man, and he took a bow. And it's, I, I looked at him and I just thought, you're a genius. It's yeah. a genius piece of writing. And so, uh, to, honestly, it's such a pleasure to do. Oh, see, you say it's such a pleasure, and I, because I, for an
0: audience member, it is the funniest, 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 funniest thing. But I always think for the actors in it... It's so tactical. Yes. There's so many, like because it's a play about things going wrong, so many things can go wrong with the going wrong. Yeah. I I mean, is it endlessly stressful?
2: No, I think at the very beginning, um, we were, there were four of us that were new to this company and they had already done it at uh, the Phoenix Theatre. And I saw it there and it was brilliant. So when it was coming to the Haymarket, I thought, I've got to do this. To be honest, we only had 10 days rehearsal, us four. Wow. So we had to do it in 10 days. So we didn't really know what we would do. We weren't confident and knew exactly what we were doing until we were in previews. And now we've opened, we've had press night, and now, now it feels like we're colouring in. Now it was an outline, it feels, <laughs> feels like, when it was press night. And now it feels like I'm colouring in the... character of belinda and loving it because you just find new things all the time but it is so technical so you know you're performing the same play three different ways and there are times where you know you walk on and you come in one door out the other door but you've got a hot water bottle but the next time you do it you don't you have a handle and so it is the most technical thing but once it's once you've got it It's just wonderful to perform, but you just cannot even for one moment in that two and a half hours think, what am I having for dinner?
1: Yeah.
0: Because because on a long run you do end up thinking those things
2: well there are moments I think when you're doing eight shows a week for a, a long period of time where you might think oh did I have I made sure that you know their homework did, did they do their <laughs> homework by but you can't think that for two seconds because then it's done it's it's over and it's yeah. knocked all the timing for everyone else not
0: well you talk about, a you on. talk to actress and they, they they're doing a show they think,
2: Did I already say this? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah, of course that happens because it's the repetition. But the great thing about this is you can never get bored. There is no chance for boredom.
0: And in the world of the play, who is Belinda Blair?
2: Belinda Blair is an actress who, um, in in my, my version of Belinda Blair, is that she used to be a showgirl. I think this is what Michael Frame was hinting at in lots of things as well. So she used to be a dancer or a showgirl, like in a chorus line. So her default setting is when things go wrong, she goes back to presenting things and and being like a showgirl. Oh, and, I see.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know,
2: and, and the, everyone has their own default settings. So she's... Um, and she tries to talk posh when she's acting. So she tries to do a, a really posh accent, but it doesn't work very well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, my guess is I. <laughs> We're talking about Noises Off. It's the 40th anniversary production. Uh, it's at the Theatre Royal Haymarket. You can get tickets at... TRH.co.uk. The T stands for Theatre. Theatre Royal. Royal. Haymarket. That's, That's how you it. remember it. Yeah. So I was thinking, what's that? I know. Uh, TRH.co.uk. You can get tickets there. Noise is Off. It's in its 40th anniversary production in the West End. 12 week run. It's on already and it runs till the 16th of December, which is sort of perfect for you. Yeah. Just into Christmas. Yeah, because that's the only thing, because people's plays starting now, you've got to think, oh, I'm in this till January. Be, yeah. Have you worked, have you done that working over oh, Christmas? Oh, yeah.
2: When I think about the old days of, like, doing musical theatre, when I did eight years of musical theatre. So, like, we were in shows for a year, a whole year. And I couldn't do that now. You but, would, well, you
0: wouldn't want to. No,
2: of course not. No. But this is a lovely amount of time because it's like I, th- I think we've got eight weeks from today or oh, yesterday. Gorgeous. It's easy. It's great. It's yeah. not easy. I should never say it's easy. <laughs> it's the very furthest from easy place. Money could for be. An old rope. Please come and see it. <laughs> um, but it's uh, yeah, we lead into Christmas, lovely. So I, I'm, I've got things to look forward to, and also. You know, I've done plays before where you obviously no one laughs because it's a tragedy or there's something. But when you hear an audience that are, the constant rolling laughter is happening, it's it feels such it's such a wonderful feeling when yeah. you know something's good that you're in.
0: And also, Theatre Royal Haymarket is right there, and as Christmas. I know. comes to the West End. I, I, I am like a child. It's just lovely. It's my
2: favourite theatre in the world anyway, so it's my third time there. Yeah, yeah. So that was part of the reason of of, of being so excited about the job, you know, because I know the theatre so well. I love the Haymarket Hotel next door. I love the whole area. It feels like you're in Regency kind of heaven when you come out the stage yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's just... It, every now and then you have to I think you have to do a bit of theatre if you're an actor if you like theatre and to remind yourself why you started so why did you start doing this crazy madness for a living and then when you're on stage and actually being in something that you know is good it reminds you this is why we're here and also
0: so nice not to be touring I imagine
2: yeah. Do you know, I did that many, many years ago. And it's fun when you're young and single because there's all sorts of japes and fun that can oh, happen. I can imagine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But when, you are, when you've when you got kids or you want to be at home, uh, you know, it's tricky to talk for me anyway. Yeah, just sleep in your own
0: bed. I love yeah. my own bed. Yeah. Uh, tell me this. So you were talking about the cast. So uh, big up the cast. Felicity Kendall, yeah. she was in it already.
2: Yeah, we've got Sasha Frost, Pepta, um um gosh oscar Batterham, james fleet james fleet's new oscar's new i'm new and uh matt horn is new okay very jonathan true. coy the others were all in it before and they were so patient and kind because obviously we had to come in and try and f- create something yeah. new but in the same vein of what they were in
0: and also literally get up to speed
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. It took us a long time. Well, we only had 10 days. It didn't take us a long time. But (laughs) it felt like we were, you know, the stragglers for a while. But everyone in it is it's just so good looking around and seeing the artistry that goes on you just think oh, wow you know these people are at the still at the top of their game whatever yeah, yeah, their age
0: yeah. uh, listen I've got to talk to you about uh, a show I haven't seen you since you did this that show uh freeze the fear yes so <laughs> you 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 did that it, I mean you know reality shows are reality shows that just looked
2: so grim
0: did it I, th- I mean, I would not in a million years. I think I'd prefer to do I'm a Celebrity.
2: You're joking. Think, OK, yeah. so here's the deal. Firstly, it didn't feel like reality, and I don't know why. I don't know why it didn't feel like reality. I kind of, because we did a lot of stuff in, we were in this big tent together and you kind of forgot those, there there were cameras there. And this is
0: the Wim Hof thing. It's extreme cold. Extreme cold. It's
2: about getting into the cold. So that, it it did change my life quite seriously. Really? Yeah. Um, But I, at first I did say no the first time round and then a sign happened and I'll tell you what happened. I got a text message from Lisa Tarbuck who I barely know. She'd, gone around trying to find my number from someone and she'd had a dream and she said, you've got to be available for this thing that comes in. It's about to come in or you've got to make yourself available. And I thought, that's really weird, isn't it? That's like Lisa Tarbuck, witch. I know. Actually- and she apparently had taken her four hours phoning around trying to get my number. So she said, your security is good, whatever. And I, I was like, OK, this is weird. That She said, I've just been on a dog walk and I've just got to tell you that. I'm sure she won't mind me telling the world. And, um, so then I, and I thought that's weird. What could it be? And it could, it could have been anything, but I now believe it was freeze the fear because I'd already been asked. I'd said no. And then the second time round, I was actually paying to do an experience. One of those cold experiences. And, I'd I'd been told that, you know, people do pay to do this. Why don't you come and be paid to do this? And I thought, oh, do you know what? That might be the thing. Anyway, I ended up saying, yes, I was the last person. And I went out literally to Italy two days later, had a medical the next day and just went. Um, And... While I was there, I had some form of mental transformation that made me feel like I'm not pushing myself in life. I'm never out of my comfort zone. I love my comfort. I keep myself all nice and comfortable. And then you don't challenge yourself, really. And I think from someone that hated the cold, could not, you know, I love hot weather, feel like I should have been born in a hot country. And then I got there and... The, the mixture of people, of having Patrice Ever in a double bed next to me there and, oh, I'm Wynne Evans in a double bed next to me there and the connection I had with Gabby and they were all like, Tamsin and Gabby won't get on. And then we all had some form of spiritual experience. I had a thing with the, where we were doing breath work and my mum came through to Gabby and Gabby had to tell me all about it. I mean, it was just extraordinary, remarkably extraordinary. I didn't really i didn't expect that i thought i'd go there and i was going to keep it light yeah yeah, and i did you know when people were getting quite you know serious i was like come on i was always trying to pick people up but i think the actual challenges and wim hof and you know jumping into ice swimming under ice jumping off bridges you know there were times where i was like i've got kids i don't need to do this i'm not jumping off that (laughs) And I'm I'm this age, you know. I'm over fifty now. I'm not doing that. I don't need to do that. But in the end, it became like I want to do that. I need to do that for me.
0: And have, have you kept it up? Like, do you go to Hampstead Ponds or anything?
2: So I've I've always been into swimming, wild swimming. But now I have a cold shower every single day. It is after a sauna, to be fair, but. But yeah. I do, I like the hot cold therapy. I have invested in an ice bath. I'm not in it every day, no, but I do have one. And I it ha- did change my life. And it's more about the fact that if you can sit in an ice bath or if you can do those things and, and the breath work. The breath work that you do. If you can do those, you can pretty much do anything. You can take yourself to a meditative state with breath work. And that that was like the beginning of new stuff. Self-care and me just, I think, being a happier human. Wow.
0: The sales of ice baths is going to go up. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's going to go up. I mean, Chris Evans talks about it. I think, does he have one? Yes. It, I think, do we think so? He's nodding. Uh, yeah, Chris Evans, yeah. he's on here with uh, his That's breakfast. Right. With Sage, and he's got one. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean,
2: maybe I'm missing out. Maybe I'm missing out. You look happy enough
0: to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cycle. I feel that's my yeah, ice bath. I that's my that's, that's my. I don't ice think bath. everyone needs yeah. it. <laughs> uh, Tams and Outfitters stars in uh, the fortieth anniversary of Noises Off. Uh, it's at the R- Theatre Royal Haymarket till the sixteenth of December. You can get tickets at trh.co.uk. Uh, Tams and Outfitters go enjoy your life. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> it's quite chilly outside. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word up is on the way, but first, ding ding. Martha's in the room. Hello, Martha Collison.
3: Hello. How
0: are you? I'm uh, very well. All the better for seeing you. It's so nice you're back in the world. It's (laughs) great. Uh, You are continuing with a Japanese theme, I believe.
3: I am. And today doing something which is very much a bit of a viral Japanese phenomenon. Oh, my goodness. People queue in Chinatown a long time to get their hands on these kind of pancakes.
0: Well, no one's they're queuing in Chinatown. They're Japanese. <laughs> they're
3: <not
0: funny. laughs> they should go to Japan yeah. Town. They'll get them really quickly. Queuing for a really yeah.
3: long time. Yeah. Um, so these are some souffle pancakes, otherwise known as like jiggly pancakes.
0: OK. <laughs> so it, is this like a TikTok sensation? Is it that kind of thing?
3: It is a little bit. They've got that kind of when you wiggle the plate, they kind of do this little kind of jiggly dance. OK.
0: <laughs> and uh, tell me uh, this, because I was sort of thinking, oh, a Japanese breakfast will be scrambled to tofu Uh, but no
3: I hope you're not disappointed (laughs) no I'm not they look
0: amazing and there's there's I mean it's jiggly pancake but that's not all you're getting there's other there's fixings what what else is there
3: there is so we've got these souffle pancakes which are essentially a bit of a buttermilk pancake but with a really light kind of filling a bit of meringue in there and then they've got a miso caramel sauce and Mm. some fresh berries as well
0: Miso caramel. Uh, <laughs> uh, miso is having a moment, isn't it? Miso is big right now.
3: It is, and it's really good in sweet things because it doesn't just add the saltiness that you'd get from salted caramel, but adds a bit of an earthiness, kind of a kind of savory. Umami, which you might be thinking, I'm not sure I want that with my pancakes. But because these are so sweet, it works really well having that slightly savoury undertone.
0: I mean, I haven't tasted them yet, but I imagine this would set you up for the day.
3: Oh, you- it would. <laughs> it's got loads of eggs. I reckon it's probably very high in protein. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there will be a run in your future if you eat this full thing. Okay, so uh, how difficult is this? Let's go.
3: So we're going to start with the caramel. You don't have to make this, you can serve these with chocolate sauce or maple syrup or anything that you really like regularly on your pancakes. But it's a nice little addition. So we're taking some caster sugar, put that into a pan with a tablespoon of water. Mm -hmm. Let that bubble away until it turns a lovely deep amber Mm colour. Then we're putting in some double cream, giving it a mix, it will splutter a little bit so arm's distance. <laughs> yes. Um, and when that's nice and smooth, we're stirring through a tablespoon of miso. So you need quite a lot of miso to get the impact. It's not like sea salt where you just need a little pinch. You need like a proper a proper scoopful.
0: And are you using that kind of white miso paste or are you using liquid miso, like miso stock?
3: Yeah, so it's white miso paste. It's the Cook's Ingredients white miso. You could also use the red miso. That's a bit more intense. So I'd probably recommend the white miso for sweet I things. I
0: never knew the difference till this minute. <laughs> so the red one's just more intense.
3: I think they're made with different kinds of soybeans. I think. Don't hold me (laughs) up to that. But I believe the red ones are made with red. There'll
0: be letters. (laughs)
3: Like, no, that's actually not it. It's just been (laughs) coloured.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> one's white, one's red. Uh, okay, so you, you put in the tablespoon of white miso paste, cooks ingredients, boom, yep. stir that all around.
3: Give it a good mix and then you set that to one side and that's going to be drizzled over the top or you can save it in your fridge for ice cream and all sorts of other nice things.
0: Okay, delicious. Uh, now we get to the, is it a batter? Are we calling it a batter or what is it?
3: It is a batter. It starts off like a regular pancake but then it has a slightly more little complicated step in the middle. It's a good okay. weekend project to get these right.
0: You're already talking <laughs> me out of it.
3: <laughs> like, no, the word I've project the bird project Maybe
0: think this is not a sunday morning thing to do
3: <laughs> so two eggs separate them you want the whites in one bowl and then you want the yolks in the other bowl mm-hmm. To the yolks we're adding a little bit of milk some vanilla bean paste giving that a mix together then in goes some flour and some baking powder so you've got that's kind of like a classic basic pancake mixture so that goes to one side then we're taking our egg whites you want to get out your electric whisk or your very strong biceps <laughs> give that a really good beat and add a little bit of cream of tartar which is going to stabilise this kind of meringue that we're making. So once that's been given a whisk, we're then going to add caster sugar to that. So you're getting, you've got one side you've got a meringue, on the other side you've got a pancake batter. Now all that's left to do is to combine the two, so you want to take a little bit of the meringue and put that into the pancake batter to kind of aerate it slightly, then all of the pancake batter goes into the rest of the meringue, fold it until it literally just looks like it's combined and then stop.
0: What do we do then? Do we need a special pan? Do we need what oil do we use? All that sort of stuff.
3: You just need a very a deep frying pan. Okay. So if you've got a deep frying pan, perfect. Go for that. It's particularly one of those ones that has a domey lid. Perfect. Lovely. If it's nonstick. Even better because you're just going to be fail safe with this recipe. If you haven't got one, you can take a regular frying pan and then find yourself a heatproof mixing bowl like a big metal mixing bowl, this is going to be your lid. So get some oven gloves or a tea towel or something to grip it because otherwise you're going to struggle. But that's going to be your lid. So we're going to heat the pan nice and low. You don't want it too hot because these pancakes, a regular pancake, what, two, three minutes on each side. These pancakes need about eight minutes on each side. So the heat needs to be nice and low. Take the heat low. I've put my batter into a piping bag, but you could also use like an ice cream scoop or something like that if you're not so worried about them being perfectly round. And you want to basically create these big piles in your pan. So they look really high. They will deflate slightly as they cook, but they look really like a stack. I'm sensing...
0: (laughs) Poop emoji. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm seeing.
3: They look exactly like that. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: You want to make a nice big pile in your pan, then put your lid on and add a tiny bit of water just to an empty part of the pan, just like one te- teaspoon, tablespoon of water. Put the lid on, four minutes of cooking. This will solidify that batter. Take the lid off and then we're going to do it again, but on top. So we're essentially like piling these pancakes until they are... Mountainous. Yeah,
0: I mean they are they are really thick. I should have, But they are so light. They are delicious, by the way. And you can really taste kind of the egg in them. I think. Are there? Is there normally that much egg in a in a pancake?
3: There's normally that maybe a slightly higher proportion in these ones, but also because it's whipped, you kind yeah, of yeah. really get the texture and the flavour yeah. from it as well. It's a bit custody, I think.
0: So we've piled it on. So do you do that twice or more than twice?
3: So that twice. The second time, then the lid goes back on or the bowl goes back on another four minutes. And then you're going to flip them over. (laughs) So you kind of want to... You can roll these pancakes. They're can I quite just say, malical. I can see why
0: people are queuing outside restaurants to buy these. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they're a fun project to make, but they're not. They're a special occasion. They may be a once a year. <laughs>
0: yeah, you, it needs scaffolding. You need people in to help you. But yeah, no, it's a project. Yeah. You want
3: to roll them over and then cook them for four minutes on the final side and then take them out the pan. And you want to serve these pretty quick because they start to kind of shrink a little bit. So if you want maximum impact pop them onto a plate, drizzle with your caramel, throw some fruit at them and then feed them to your guests.
0: Yeah, and actually, do you know what? The fruit really, the fruit is more than a garnish because actually it's delicious with the fruit. The fruit really, the flavour of the fruit really comes through. Mm. Uh, Delicious. If you fancy making these souffle pancakes, you could go to waitrose.com slash showchef and find the recipe or indeed all of Martha's recipes and don't forget, you could check out the visuals at our socials at Virgin Radio UK. Oh yeah. Word up! That's what we're playing now. I'm yeah, following it with What A lot of whistling. Uh, right, word up. It's your chance to win a Graham Norton Guaito's gift box, including a reusable drink cup in stylish racing green. It's lovely. Guaito's uh, fruit champagne. You heard me, champagne. Salted caramel truffles, aged balsamic vinegar, but it is worth winning. Okay, first up, we've got Ian. Hello, Ian.
4: Hi there, how are you?
0: I'm very well. Where are you, Ian.
4: I'm in Bishopton in Scotland, near
0: Glasgow. Okay, near Glasgow. And uh, what's the weather like there today? Weather's nice.
4: Oh. Weather's nice. Oh, Bit good of sun for once, yes. rather than the rain that we've been
0: having. I know, last weekend it looked absolutely, it looked biblical, the rain. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but you survived?
4: <laughs> we survived, Yeah.
0: Very good, very good. And uh, what are you up to this Sunday, Ian?
4: We we're just back from walking the dog, and then we're out for lunch and then probably out
0: walking the dog again. Do- dogs are like that. They do like they, they do are. like to go out again. <laughs> <And> <laughs> especially when you got a Spaniel. Okay. Uh, what, what's the name of your Spaniel? It's Brie. Brie? As in
4: like the che- Brie as in, like, the cheese. We got her
0: on a cheese farm. The okay. Breeder, the breeder was not a cheese farm, so <laughs> we called her Brie. A dog breeder. And, uh, uh, and does Brie like the rain? Was she good at...
4: Yes. Oh, she's just doesn't care.
0: <laughs> All right, listen, if let's see if we can add in a waitress gift box to your uh, very nice sounding Sunday. Uh, uh, did you you heard the clip? Are you confident? Yes, yes. Oh, oh, uh-huh. oh, Ian is confident. he senses champagne and truffles are on their way uh, to uh, Bishopton up there near, near Glasgow. Okay, let's play the clip and see if you, how you do.
1: I was having a little tiny procedure Nothing for anyone to worry about A little girly thing And he came up to me and he said uh, Well, that was, that's all gone very nicely And it was all very quick Do you remember what you said to me? And I went, Ooh. um, no I thought it was just counting backwards He said, no You said, um, I'm a national c- Be very careful with me
0: <laughs> All right, Ian What do you think the missing word was? It was a tr- national treasure You've gone with treasure Let's see if you're right
1: I was having a little tiny procedure, nothing for anyone to worry about, a little girly thing. And he came up to me and he said, uh, Well, that was, that's all gone very nicely, and it was all very quick. Do you remember what you said to me? I went, <laughs> <Ooh>. um, <laughs> No, I thought it was just counting backwards. He said, No, you said, um, I'm a national treasure.
0: Be very oh. careful with me. Ian Bishop says, A winner, ladies and gentlemen. Well done, Thank you. sir." Thank you very much. We're uh, so watching your program. It, well, good. Keep watching, and <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we'll make people watch somehow. <laughs> you yes. might win a prize. <laughs> watch it. Uh, that gift box is on its way to you. Uh, well done, Ian. Is there anyone you'd like to say hello to while you're on the uh, radio?
4: Yeah, I'd like to say hello to my daughter Jenny, who's travelling to you from Edinburgh, and to my wife and anybody else who
2: knows man and it's, wee Bree uh,
4: little Bree <laughs> and little Bree of
0: course of course uh, listen Idiot, thank you very much for playing uh, Word Up and uh, congratulations take care of yourself have a good Sunday thank you very much
4: okay. you. Okay, Bye. Thank you.
0: bye 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 Thanks so much for listening today. You can catch me every Saturday and Sunday from 9.30 on Virgin Radio. Follow us on all our socials to keep up to date and make sure you check out our YouTube channel too. Just look up at Virgin Radio UK and you'll find loads of great interviews and live sessions. Until next time. The Graham
1: Norton Radio Show with Waitrose. Food to feel good about. Virgin Radio.